Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. This is Alan Gore. Alan, this is your father-in-law. I can't believe what they're saying about my sweet Betty. recap the podcast where we take some drugs and just stare off into space as someone describes a brutal murder that we committed <laughs> i'm not gonna lie in taking some drugs and staring off into space this week sounds like a really good idea sounds really good um, Sign me up. i'm amy i'm amy archer i'm here with the gravy to my french fry the uh yin to my yang stuff what up what up what's happening Dude, so this week really, well, never mind. Go ahead. Let's give the people a taste of what we do on the phone in the morning. <laughs> so every morning, like we don't do it on weekends, obviously, so we're not doing it today. Correct. But every morning during the week, when I call Steph, I'm on my walk usually. Mm-hmm. And we start singing to each other. So it goes a little bit like this. Okay, here's here's a little taste. I'll be like, hey, Steph, what's up? And then I'll dump all my uh, trauma on her from from the week. (laughs) And then I'll be like, hey, what's going on? I don't understand why you're having such a bad day, Amy. I don't want to walk. Why can't I just not walk? Because you have legs and your body needs to walk. I don't even know why, but this is what we do every single morning. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Why can't much. I just have a beach house? Why can't I just stare at the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Send me some drugs so I can stare off into space. I want more Tom Pelfrey. He could be in everything. HHD. He is everything. HHD. He is everything, everything with his tan. Everything. everything. Okay. Yeah. Oh my so god. This is like have... if anybody didn't like if they've made it this far, I think we need to just wrap it the fuck right up. If anyone has noticed, I'm the <laughs> off key terrible singer and Stephanie oh. tries to like level it out and bring oh. it back. <laughs> I mean oh. I don't think it, that works, but you know. It's pretty bad. Okay. We're the worst. So, another thing we do is really angry over-the-top British accents a lot. That happens often. Yeah. So I'll call you and be like, Oh, I don't know what to do with these children of mine. They're just being really snots. <laughs> and then you start. There's bloody fucking bitches. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> I would never say that about your kids. I, I just want to give them a small tea with a little sedative in it and make them sleep. No, I'm not poisoning my children. A spot of tea and some cyanide. Sign me up for that. <laughs> but this is what we do. These are our morning conversations. So we just yeah. want to loop the audience in with this so I they actually, can understand what's happening. 
it was happening the other day. I think it was Friday. And Patrick was actually looking at me like there's something wrong with me. Now we did it for a while, very recently. And the people was it in my the house. Soup or was it the singing? I, I could have been either. I don't it know. It was dude. probably the singing. It probably was because then he's like, What are you doing? You're you such guys a really weirdo. <laughs> Who the fuck did I marry? <laughs> okay, everybody, um, bye. <laughs> For one second, I want to talk to you about Burden of Proof. I want to talk to the audience Ooh. about it. So I recommended Burden of Proof, which is a documentary on HBO Max. Well, just Max. And Amanda and I are going to be covering it coming up. And look, I'm telling everybody who wants to listen. I know it's not fast paced. It's I not. Know it's not like twist and turn and awesome. But it's to me, it's such an interesting look at what happens to a family when somebody goes missing? Um, I still haven't made it through episode two. It's taken mm-hmm. me three days. I keep putting it on and I just can't because it moves so slow. But I do agree with you that the story is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that it's enough to keep me into episode three. So I'm probably just going to wait for the podcast. Yeah, just listen to the podcast because yeah. Amanda and I are going to approach it a little differently. We're going to we're going to present our theories and then supply our evidence for why we think what happened happened. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's going to be like a little mini uh, HHD court case. HHD court case. Um, another thing is my mom is listening, so I'll give her a shout out. What up, Donna? And then finally I have on my notes to talk to you about is this Titanic thing that's happening. Are you seeing this breaking news? What? There's breaking Titanic news. There is? <laughs> Is after a hundred years, again, <laughs> what is after happening? Hundred years, there is breaking Titanic news. Apparently, some excursion with a billionaire on it went in a submarine to go down to the Titanic, like as as a you know, I just want to go see and exploit the dead people in the Titanic or something, and they can't no. find the sub; it's missing. What? The Titanic has claimed another five lives. This thing is a killing machine. This Stop ship. it. No. It's just, yes. It, it. They can't Wait, find these people. This is real? Mm-hmm. How have I missed this? I don't know, but it, it happened. Um, let me think. I have not so heard anything So they had about enough. You, you'll be impressed with this. My mother goes, mm-hmm. they had enough food for 96 hours. How many days is that? And without even thinking, I said four. Because I knew 48 and 48 was 96. Oh, you're smart. I was like, wait, what about? I'm trying to like throw it together real quick. And yep. It wasn't working. So they went missing five days ago. They only had supplies and provisions for four days. Ooh. And they still can't find them. Um, so, I mean, you know, does that mean they're dead though? I don't know what it means. But my mother goes, I would, because I said I would be putting, if I was going on a five day excursion to the Titanic, which I never would. I would be stuffing my pockets with granola bars just in case this very scenario happened. Let's and not, my mother, first of my, all, you're lying. You'd be stuffing your bra. Oh, that's true with M&M's. <laughs> and my mother goes, I would just kick somebody out of this thing. So oh my God. remind me never to go on an underwater excursion uh, with my mother. Yeah, no thanks. Jesus. I mean, if we ever mm-hmm. go on a cruise, she's not coming. No, so that's that. that's what's happening. The Titanic you know may be claiming more lives. Do you know what documentary I really loved though about the water? Um, though, oh God, I'm the worst. What the heck was the name of the one with those women from Australia? I think was it Blackfish? Because that's one I loved. They yeah. like constructed a boat and rode like rowed. They were professional rowers. Like oh, I know what you're talking about. And I they rode the from it. like California to yes, I forget somewhere <laughs> Australia. We're, we're Maybe they landed. I think they are like they went. No, Hawaii? I am actually. Well, they they went to Hawaii, then they went to Samoa because <laughs> okay. I love that's how that okay. they say Samoa. Well, we would yeah. say it Samoa, yeah. but they say it Samoa or something like that. Right, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But then they went to like Australia. But what regardless. It took them like nine and a half months. 
these women were on a boat alone in the middle of the ocean for nine and a half months. It's, what kind of SPF do you have to do dude, to not end I am up telling like a you, little raisin? It's, first of all, how they managed to do, like you cannot, you have to watch it because it's truly, it's truly inspiring how these women managed to do this. Do I we need to cover this like and we'll be day. like day four. Oh my God, it's so good. I'm serious. If anybody knows the name of it, I can figure it out because I watched it fairly recently. It's a couple years old, but it's it's really, really good. I think I know the name, but I can't. It's uh, Limitless? No. Is it something like that? You look it up. And I'll talk. So anyway, guys, if you haven't already, get into our Facebook group. It's the Little Miss Recap Facebook group. If you go to Little Miss Recap on Facebook, it's pinned there. It's also in the show notes of this episode. So just go down and click and we'll let you in. I I think we have like 100 people already. Like people are very quickly coming in. Go ahead. I just interrupted you. It's called Losing Sight of the Shore. It's a 2017 Mm. documentary. Um, I think you can get it on... Amazon, I think, is where I watched it. It's okay. really good. Everybody should watch it. It's worth a watch. It's great. Okay, losing sight of the shore. Got it. Okay. Um, I started yeah. watching Hulu version of Candy last night. Ooh, okay. I did that last weekend. Yeah, I only watched one episode because you know what a slow binger I am. I know. You're right. Jessica Biel did amazing. It's amazing. She's um, really great. Pat is no bueno. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All of them are no bueno. Um, Alan. Okay, so I want to say something about Alan. Okay. He's definitely got a little swagger. In the in the Hulu show. In the Hulu one. Oh yeah. And I believe I didn't get to the part where they have the affair, but I'm assuming and thinking they're going to have way more chemistry. Those two. I believe so. Then, our. Poor Alan, who is emotionless. I don't know, dude. And you guys, I, this is going to sound really bad. But a couple episodes ago, you had mentioned that you looked him up in real life and that he was a holdy or whatever you call no, him. No, no, no. I never said holdy. All right. Well, you said. How dare you? You said hot. First of all, he's a lot younger than us. <laughs> is he really? No. I think so. Uh-uh. You go on and talk. I'll look. All right, so he, you had said that he was like smoking hot or something, and I was like, all right, I gotta go look this up, and I did, and I disagree. Well, I don't he think he's do it for me. smoking hot. All right, well, I don't remember. Dude, he, he was born in 1988. He's a lot younger than us. He's eight years younger than us. Jesus, isn't he married to? He's eight years he... younger than you. He's eleven years younger than me. Well, regardless. He's married to Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, but she's our age, right? Mm. I believe she is. I think she's my age. Is she not? No. Or am I making that up too? I think she is. I don't know. Can you not see it? Kirsten Durst. I'm sorry, I said Dunst. Uh, Dunst. She was born, so she's six years older than him. So yeah, she's more our age. She's two years younger than you and five years younger than me. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So are you ready? I am. Are you ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. And I'm going to be honest. I don't have any notes really on this episode mm-hmm. because I didn't have many thoughts. That's okay. I did all the work. I mean, as usual. <laughs> okay. I just showed up. So this is called Love and Death Episode 6. This is called The Big Top. The Big Top. That could be our nickname for HHD. Oh, big top. Mm. So we open on a radio report of jury selection happening in the murder trial. And Betty is cooking and singing and she's just like, or not Betty, Candy is cooking and singing. And there's like nothing to see here, folks. Nope. Like everything's fine. You can tell she's in like some sort of a state though. She's in a state. Oh, she's in a state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sherry comes over to watch the kids and they have a chat and Candy says... She feels gross being so dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me because, like, you're a woman in 1980. I know. Aren't you dependent on a lot of people? A lot of people. I know. So, I know. And, like, I is think that she a... means, like, her future, but 
I don't in know. In many ways, her future is dependent on Pat. Pat, yeah. yeah. I know. I thought of that, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's so weird for me. Also, she's now, I didn't know if you noticed, she's also now smoking in the house. I did notice. Mm-hmm. I did notice that. So, Robert shows up and he takes Candy to the courthouse and they tell Pat that he can't be inside with, inside the room with her. I almost mm-hmm. said inside her. Inside- <laughs> 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 um, I mean, she is hot, though. She's, she's beautiful. Hot, and he's hot, too. I don't yeah. know why we're grossed out by Seriously. it. 70s characters. So they pull up. The courthouse is full of reporters. Now I want to draw your attention to a specific scene here. Did you see it? <laughs> I don't know. The reporter's talking outside the courthouse, and this woman walks up, and she comes on the camera, and she checks her hair. And I, like, I totally missed the camera this. And then walks away. It's so fantastic. I have it on my phone. I'll put it in the group. All right. Please do, because I missed that. It's such and an I watched, Amy move. Like she just wants to be on camera, so she just walks over and like. But oh, you would hey never. <laughs> you would never do that. Um, a young Amy would have a hundred percent because okay. I would just be curious as to what's going on. Like I was super oh, nosy. Oh my god, as a that's kid. hilarious! Mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. missed that, and I watched this episode twice. Yeah. I did rewatch last night to take notes, and I have three of them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom O'Connell is the three prosecutor. <laughs> And he looks familiar to me. And then I looked up that he was Badger on The Facts of Life. And I watched The Facts of Life, but I don't remember Badger. So I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But he's been in like 85 different things. He's like one of these actors who's been in everything. Okay. So So we've probably seen him in a bunch of randos that we just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So HHD, for those of you just jumping on episode Mm -hmm. six, which I don't know why you would, this is Don Crowder that we're calling Hot Hot Don because he has morphed from Tom Pelfrey to HHD. HHD. Okay. Yeah. So HHD. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of when I first started dating Timmy and everybody in the traffic department used to call him HAB. Remember? No. Oh, yeah. What did it's that something, mean? It's something that, what was her name? Um, the one who was married to Corey with the blonde hair. The one who was married to Corey. Yeah. Blonde he had, hair. He had Maria and Denise. Oh, Denise. 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 Thank Denise. you. Denise. Oh my she God. She started calling him my hot artist boyfriend. So she oh. would call him HAB all the time. Oh, I vaguely mm-hmm. remember that now. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sorry. I was thinking of a different time. Remember period. Maria? Yes. I wonder what's happened to her. I actually thought when we started working there that she was like 57 and she was actually like 24. (laughs) She's one of those people that could have been 36. Serious. No, Could have been 22. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really strange. Maria and Deneen, if you guys are listening, reach out. (laughs) Uh. I don't know how they would be listening, but whatever. (laughs) Okay. So when HHD... Gets up to give his remarks to the jury pool. He stuns the court by saying, yes, Candy Montgomery did kill Betty Gore. And we have a story to tell. And then he's outside and he's telling the jury, the the press, uh, for those who come with preconceived, what does he say? Preconceived notions. Preconceived notions. For those who come with preconceived notions, you better buckle up. And I buckled up. I buckled right the fuck up. I was like on it. Buckled right up. Whatever you say. I'll do whatever he tells me to do. Seriously. Same. He could be like, I want you to go outside and light your car on fire. Put your dogs in it first, then light it on fire. And I would be like, well, I'll consider it. Yeah. Not my Shirley MacLaine, everyone. No, not her. Okay, so afterwards, Pastor Ron shows up, and HHD grabs him, and he's like, the people need to know that God is behind Candy Montgomery, and they shouldn't have to wait till you testify. Yeah. So then he but grabs But how about, how about how, what's his name? You just said it. Oh, Pastor, Pastor Ron. Pastor, Pastor Ron. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Caillou. He kind of was just like Caillou. Yeah. Caillou kind of just like stepped up and was like, all right. Like, what? Caillou. Well, Pastor Ron does, like many of us, whatever HHD says. That's true. 
How did he's, I not know? He's as taken in with him as we are. I get I mean, it. That makes on. sense now. I mean, I didn't think of that, but you're totally right. God, so he's HHD, such a presence. Oh, mm. he is such a presence. HHD grabs Pat and he's like, come mm. on, chin up, dude. What are you doing sulking around the aviator or wherever? Uh, atrium, how about atrium. what he says next? And Pat says, I feel like everyone thinks I've been cuckolded. Mm. And then he goes, <sighs> and he goes <laughs> that's the one note that I took. <laughs> it's my one note. <laughs> What about why did you take that one note? Explain it to me. Because I, so I bet you it's the same thing. Doesn't matter if she fucked a hundred men or whatever, right? I'll let you do it because yep. I know you yep. want okay. to. I do want to. <clears throat> he goes, Patty doesn't matter if she fucked a hundred men, long as she doesn't do it again, right? And she won't. And I was she like, won't. oh, oh she won't. She won't do it again. <laughs> you know what it was? You know what it was? And tell me if this is I what totally you feel. Know. It was him saying fucked. Yes. Yeah. Why is that was, hot? It was like kind of dirty the way he said it. It was like sexy. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. I know, okay. you guys. Right. It is. It's so sick that I'm saying this because it's we, like, we, we need it's the epitome of everything I hate about men. And it's hot. We need an intervention. We need like Amanda to pop on here and be like, okay, guys, this is toxic masculinity. This is why you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? HHD has taken a hold of me. Oh, my God. So Al Gore is chatting with Betty's dad. And Betty's dad is like, my sweet Betty, she never could have done this. And then he's like, I'm coming there for the trial. And I just wrote, this is exactly what Alan does not need right now. Because mm-hmm. when you are in peril and super stressed out, the last thing you need is your in-laws popping by. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what, though. Alan doesn't seem all that stressed out to me. Alan's right. still kind of just like, meh. Is she he got- on No, it? wait. Is he on it? Well, he might be on it because, you know. Oh. You Betty's, do do a good Alan. You do. Betty's, Betty's dead now, and we just have to. Here, here. Oh, let's recreate. Let's recreate. I'll be the oh. father-in-law. Okay. I'll be oh, the I don't remember the words though. So I'm gonna we can make them up. up. Ready? Ring, ring, mm-hmm. ring, ring. Uh, uh, hello. He would say Alan would answer. This is Alan Gore. No, he would say Gore residence. You're right. He yeah. would say that. Okay. This Ready? is Alan Gore. Yeah. This is Alan Gore. Alan, this is your father-in-law. I can't believe what they're saying about my sweet Betty. I know. I don't know why they're saying that. I don't know why that whore is saying that Betty tried to kill her. And who is that smooth-talking hot lawyer? (laughs) Well, that smooth-talking hot lawyer is something that I am forced to be reckoned with. But I'm I'm not sure why they're saying that. I Every time that hot lawyer's on TV, my wife runs into the bedroom. What's going on here? I'm really sorry that this happened. I never meant for this to happen. Alan, you don't seem as upset as I am. <laughs> I'm I'm not upset like you are, father-in-law. But I'm not really sure why. This is just my everyday demeanor as Alan Gore. <laughs> God, all right, that's enough of this. Alan, Alan Gore, can you tell me about climate change? <laughs> well, father-in-law. You know, there's something to be said about our Alan Gore acting with the same kind of I know. monotone Yeah, presence. that like monotonous, dead ass, no personality. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. All right, so that's the enough. father, so the father-in-law is coming down, and he's going to hang out with Alan. Okay. Now at Candy's, they're having an awkwardly quiet dinner. Pat and Jenny want to talk about the trial a little bit. Candy shuts it down. Then everyone's favorite backdoor friend shows up, Pastor Jackie. <laughs> She's in town, and she is pissed. pissed. 
she's super like I was actually a little scared of her likewise Jackie showed up at my door that pissed I would be terrified likewise I would do whatever she told me same out of fear Mm -hmm. she rules by fear (laughs) (laughs) so Jackie starts yelling uh so this okay so let me get let me get the scene straight here let me prepare myself oh god so this is your story. You're going to say that Betty Gold tried to kill you. That's what you're saying. And Candy's like, well, she did. She came. She came she at me. At me. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jackie's yelling, you lied. And we hear it from upstairs because Pat is having dinner with the kids and we hear the screaming. Yeah. And then Candy's like, I would love it if you would support me at the trial. And Jackie's like, fuck off. And she leaves. Basically. That's yeah. my interpretation. So great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's still lying to her though. I did right. murder. Like what? Right. Just shut up already, please. You know, it's so funny when I do, um, Hey Bunky and Pink Shade with Mary Payne Gilbert, our, our Bunky, uh-huh. my girl. Uh-huh. Um, I always say things like, oh, and she said, fuck off, blah, blah, blah. And Mary Payne will go, well, she didn't really say that. She said, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that Little Miss Recap fans understand that I take some liberties with the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> some liberties with the dialogue. I, I, I really do. I really do. I mean, that's the best part. So We don't need we... a full dialogue. If we wanted the full dialogue, we would just watch the show. Exactly. I don't want a full we dialogue. Just... No. You want my interpretation of the dialogue. A billion percent, yes. yes. Which is so, why I take three notes. <laughs> and one of them is is how hot it three is notes. That, that HHD confronted Pat. 100% and that he mm-hmm. said fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right, in court, the judge is angry that HHD was talking to the press. And HHD says, oh, I thought the gag order was lifted since you had the you had a presser in your office yesterday. And Judge says, you are not to speak to the press. And HHD goes, well, ain't that the pot calling the kettle a grandstander? Moving <laughs> this crowd to this building so you can get yourself on TV. You have to see how I write this out, like, phonetically. I oh, you do? I the on everything, of course. Yes. Yeah. So I remember, oh, like, how he said it. How he said it. And then the judge holds him in contempt, and he has to go to jail for 24 hours when the trial's over. Now, so Alan walks in. It is mm-hmm. Alan Gore's turn to testify. Taking the stand, we have Alan Gore. He has no emotion. He seems very poised for his wife having just been chopped to bits, put through a meat grinder in their laundry room. Okay. You know so who Alan... you remind me of? <laughs> oh, no. Those two guys from Better Off Dead. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So he gets up there and his testimony actually ends up being really favorable to Candy because he talks about yeah. Betty's PP, uh, postpartum depression, mm-hmm. how he she hated when he would go away, how she was super agitated that day. He no, testifies like, that Candy didn't know where the axe was and was never even in the garage. Do you think I need to know? So this is one burning question that I have. Ooh, Do you okay. think she ever had a conversation with Alan about this, like in real life? Do we think Betty knew? No, no, no. Do we think Candy and oh. Alan had a conversation before the trial where she like explained herself or like, just imagine, I mean, you have a 10 month long affair or what, however long it was. I know. And we're only getting their sides of this. I know. So like, I'm Mm -hmm. really, I really want to know in real life, did she do the, I'm so sorry, you don't know. Like, did she, did they have a conversation? Cause uh, like the, what we're seeing is that like, he's just, Alan's just taking whatever they say. Like he, I, I don't under, like, I just don't get it. This part, this is what annoys me the most about this series. Like, I feel like they're um, okay. like in a so, in a real world, he would have questioned her. Like you would have seen an interaction between them. What do you mean you effing killed my wife? Blah blah blah. Yes, Whatever. Yes. Yes. And that's me. I, like, think, I feel like that had to like why did they not show something? They I do nothing. I do believe that what happened in the laundry room was self defense. Oh, I do too. And let me just tell you something. If you go back to my 
exquisite body of work on Gen X This Is Why when I was covering things like Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Michael Myers Halloween. I am a big fan of saying, I'm a big fan of the overkill. Somebody's trying to kill you and you get the upper hand and you're yeah. able to inflict a blow. You well, hit yep, them 45 yeah. fucking times till they can't yeah. get up again. Till you sure. can't move again. Till you yes. can't move because you yes. yes. Yeah. So like I could see if somebody came at me with an axe and was trying to kill me. I could, I mean, we talked about how we beat up people in car accidents. Oh yeah. I could see being so angry at that, that you overkill. Totally. So I think totally. that what happened in the laundry room happened the way that Candy said it did. I do too. However, really do. mm-hmm. however, there's a couple things here. Um, HHD gets him to admit that they didn't have some crazy love affair and it was just a plain old sexual affair and nobody wanted more. But I don't recall it that way. Mm-mm. They showed Candy being a little jealous yeah. when they, he was I- breaking it off with her. They showed Candy being a lot jealous, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't even think it was just a little. Like, they show her, like, you've seen that in every episode, that there's some interaction that she's watching between Alan and Betty. And And she's jealous. She's got, yeah. And he rejected her. He broke it off. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying, like, she went over there to kill Betty, but did she go over there and they got into an argument and she said, I fucked your husband? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. I don't either. But I don't think she went there with the intent to murder. I agree. I I don't. So, uh, HHD does a pretty good job here of getting Alan to admit that Betty, you know, everybody, like like we discovered several episodes ago, they had to really take their time and go through the town and weed out the people who want to kill Betty with an axe. And it took some time. So... Tells you everything you need to know about her. That was really sad too, though. Like to go out, they went out of their way to talk about how much people hated this woman. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy. But what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Little Miss Recap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Little Miss Recap. The Who was murdered? The treatment with her baby. Of, the treatment of Betty Gore through this whole thing. So I bad. think getting cut up with an axe was the least offensive thing that's happened I to know, her. I know. Because not only was she maligned as some crazy bitch, quote unquote, uh, but mm-hmm. people were like I like you and I talk about all the time. They're like, oh my God, she was hacked to death. You should have seen it. Like they I talk know. about her so insensitively. I know weird okay there was blood everywhere oh god (laughs) like oh my god so at home betty's dad rips into alan that he may as well have testified for candy and he's like why are you showing zero reaction son and alan just says i don't know we we weren't getting along that well i know i'm like okay Mm -hmm. dude at the local cafe we see women be women women be gossiping what a stereotype. And our girl Sherry. Sherry freaks out on them. And I love and it. And this was my second note. I love okay. Sherry. 
I okay. love Sherry. This is when Sherry grew on me the most because she was yes. kind of my least favorite. But then I don't know, because that's so something that I would do. Like if I mm-hmm. walked into a room and people were talking about you, I would go mm-hmm. ape shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what she does. And I loved it. But what if I had murdered someone? Listen, if you, okay, if you were Candy Montgomery and I was Sherry and you murdered Betty Gore, like all you would have to do is pick up the phone, call me and be like, get here now. I have a situation and I would mm-hmm. be there immediately. That mm-hmm. bitch would have mm-hmm. been cleaned up. If I call you and I'm like, I have a situation, bring all the bleach you own. Yeah. And if you oh, have yeah. any acid, bring it along. I mean, it you know just I'm in trouble. But <laughs> there, no world exists where I would have a like just let you leave all that blood and yeah, body no. and you like no, we would have cleaned man. that up. I would have at least made sure that baby had a clean diaper on. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-mm. I would nope. put the baby out on the lawn and yes. make it crawl or point it towards the neighbor's house. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Exactly. Or I would put it, oh, I would go like um little orphan Annie style and I would stick it in a basket and put it on the neighbor's porch, ring the doorbell and run away. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind I'd of be like leaving my fingerprints and DNA all over that shit. <laughs> kind of like last weekend when my doppelganger was leaving tarot cards on yes on yeah. stoops and running away. I would yes, not, I would have tarot just, carded that baby like no one's business. All we need to do is throw a mask on you. Yeah. And you can deliver that baby. Totally. So it's dinner again at Candy's and the kids and Pat's have questions. The kids and Pat have questions, but Candy says, Don isn't talking to me, so I can't answer anything. And she said, Don has refused to talk to her until the trial's over, which, whew. I know. <laughs> I know. They, Could you, like, I don't, I don't know. Go ahead. I know. We need psychological know. help. I'm serious. I do. If anyone out there is a therapist listening, please come to our next episode and walk us through this. Please, because I definitely need it. So they pray, and then Jenny asks if it's hard, meaning the trial, and Candy says, yes, very much so, but we forge on like Christian soldiers. And then they take a page out of the Walnut Grove playbook, and they sing Onward Christian Soldiers. Gross, gross, gross. So now we get a cascade of testimony from first responders and the dad squad, as I'm calling them. And they recall the baby covered in her own poop, the blood. The women at church are saying how Candy seemed so normal. And these guys, you know these guys, Doug. There was blood everywhere. There was plasma all over the walls. Like, they just are, like, (laughs) into this. Yeah. They'd never seen it. No, they were, like, they were out of their minds. Yep. They truly and were. This is just the thing that nosy neighborhood dads yep. need. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Candy is just zoned out. And after court, they get in the car and HHD puts his briefcase up in the window. Mm. So no reporters can see what he's saying. That was my third And he note. says, <laughs> you're wrong. That's your third note? It was. <laughs> Stephanie. You're you're the work you are doing for this podcast consists of just writing down moments when HHD is hot. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> that was awesome. This was like a really great this was, scene. This was it was great. great. It was great. He's like, um, what do you on? Tell me what you're on. And she's like, I may have taken some. Is it Cerax? I don't know something. I've never heard of that drug before. It's Cerax. Like a Xanax. It's kind of like a Xanax, Xanax, but it's it's a little little worse. Right. It's a little worse. So let's just call it Mm -hmm. Xanax. So he flips out and he's like, you're looking like a zombie and you need to show motion. You will go to jail for the rest of your life. And she says, they will not break me. That's essentially, oh, I'm doing the Rocky Four now. Yeah. I will break you. Wait, okay. how does it go? I will break you. Yes. Yep. So outside at home, Pat and Candy are smoking on the patio. Well, Candy's smoking. Candy's smoking. And Pat tells Candy, like, maybe Don is right. The jury does need to see you as human. Then she asks Pat, like, you never told me what you think of what you heard. Like, what yeah. do you think of me? 
And he says, well, I'm grateful it didn't go the other way, which it easily could have. Betty was, Betty, that disgusting ogre monster. Seriously. Was so much bigger than sweet little petite you. I know. It's real bad. It's real bad. (laughs) It's real bad. But what he's saying was thoughtful and sweet. I know. And she says, she says nothing. What what are your thoughts of that, that she says nothing to him in return? Because I think in some way she's so detached from reality. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just the trauma of having murdered someone or if she's just so spaced out on 80 Xanax that she's just like, like, I, I don't know. It's so but weird. But he cause... really humanized her in that moment and she didn't respond which was strange to a hard time being vulnerable yeah on her terms on her terms yes yeah Yeah. because like she can be vulnerable we saw her being a little vulnerable with alan Mm -hmm. but that that felt performative Mm -hmm. yes it felt like she was just doing it it's weird very strange really weird because it's like i feel like Because we even have seen, like, in previous episode, like, her trying to, like, snuggle up to Alan, not to Alan, to Pat on the couch. And he's, like, like, kind of blows her off. But then he kind Mm -hmm. of, I felt like kind of gave her what she would want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And she just glossed right over it. Yep. I don't know. Strange. So this next bit of dialogue I thought was really well written. The whole show, I think, is well written. but It is. She says, he says, it's okay to be a little bit broken. And mm-hmm. she says, no, it, no, it's not. Because if I allow myself that, I may never get back. And then she goes, I will never be unbroken. And I thought that was a really good line. It is a good line. So a great one. then she says, there was a time, Pat, when, you know, I thought this was everything. Standing out here under the stars, the home, the family, and people go looking for something. They don't know what it is. They just want more. Is she talking about herself? Because that's exactly what she wanted. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It wasn't clear if she was talking uh-huh. about herself or not. She had to be because I she don't had think. To be. I think she's such a narcissist, anyhow. Mm-hmm. That I don't think she can see this scenario out like this outside outside herself. of herself. I don't mm-hmm. like. She's not even like really nurturing her children through this. <laughs> no, she's not. No. And that, like, that's one of the the issues that I have with this. It's such a Gen X thing. Those kids are such Gen Xers. So bad. Mom's on trial for murder. We don't even talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's sit around the table and pretend everything is fine. Like, So now we see Pastor Ron defending Candy on TV. And HHD is pleased with the job he's doing. Now we got Boss Hog on the stand. Boss Hog is like, it was pure carnage. That's why I called in the backup. Those Duke boys, they're getting away with this. And then some that other dude, I thought he was the medical examiner, but I don't think he is. He's like a know. forensic guy. He the was con- there. Yeah. And they like intersplice their testimony and HHD mm-hmm. gets them both to admit they can't tell who swung first. Yep. There's no proof of who started the fight. HHD then presses them saying like, have you ever seen a murder this poorly covered up? Like if she was going to cover up this murder, it was, it was real dumb. Really? She was yeah. real dumb. Mm-hmm. Yep. So later the team and Candy are back in a, a conference room or something and they're strategizing their next steps. And Don says, I just know they're going to put the autopsy photos up after lunch because all it takes is one dude to puke and boom, it's life in prison. <sighs> And then How we learned those photos oh, that they were flashing. Were they through. real? I think they were. I think they were I too. I think they were. I think so too. They were horrifying. They were horrifying. Although I'm not going to lie, her face wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because mm. they show her face at one point, but you'd say, oh, her eye, like whatever, gross. But I bad. love blood and guts. But I, he, like they were saying, oh, there was no face, but there was. There was. They said there wasn't face. half a face. Yeah. Ugh. So here's the problem that they're facing. The 40 whacks. The 40 times she hit Betty. Candy's all drugged up again. And Don wants to kill her 40 times with an axe. Like he is so super pissed off. Yeah. In the court, the prosecution does exactly what Don said they would do. They put the photos up. They're really gruesome. And I wrote, are they real? I think they are. 
They share them with the jury. Now we have the medical examiner and he in very graphic detail describes the body and what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Candy's drugged up again. She has no expression. She's just staring off into space. And medical examiner says he was even able to tell, or he was able to tell that Betty Gore was still alive as Candy Montgomery swung that axe 40 times. And he explains how it works. And I'm not getting into that. Mm-hmm. He also says there were two wounds in the head that were caused by the axe being stuck and that she would have had to wiggle it and pull it out. That's the, that grosses me Ooh. out. That's the part about this is so, this is how gross I am. That's the part about this whole situation that grosses me out the most. No, that me it's too. Like stuck and you have to like, yeah. oh, Mm-mm. like, oh God. You've chopped God. wood. I've chopped wood. You yeah. know what that's like when an yes. axe Okay. So now it's Don's turn for rebuttal and he could barely talk. Like oh. there's a moment where he's like, holy shit. Fuck. Yep. And he decides- And the judge even says like something- snarky like no it's your time to bleh, right whatever. this is where you talk yeah yeah HHD. yeah fuck off so it's don's turn for rebuttal he decides to challenge this dude and he's like just because her heart was beaten doesn't mean she was conscious yeah and the medical examiner's like no i can't say that she was conscious yeah and then he's like and can you tell who hit first and he's like no i can't tell who hit first then the prosecution rests and it's Don's turn. Only Candy's really drugged up. So he uh, really wants a continuance until morning. And that and bastard. The judge, the dude says, you got 10 minutes. Mm. And that's how it ends. What'd you think? Okay. So what I'm liking, let's do our, what I'm liking and what I'm not. Okay. What I'm liking is I, obviously HHD is I, the top, but yes. I love legal strategy like i love Mm -hmm. to see okay we got this 40 wax problem how are we gonna overcome this you know yeah i love seeing the the integral workings the inner workings of a a legal strategy same about you what are you liking the thing that i liked in this episode um specifically because there wasn't really a great car scene Mm. so but i was like i was like oh yeah when he you just said it um, a couple minutes ago when he had said, like, does that mean that she was conscious? And mm. I was like, oh, that kind of stuff never occurs to me when I'm thinking of, like, suffering. Yeah. So that's when I was like, oh, good move. Like, mm-hmm. it's probably, like, legal people. If there's any lawyer or even just a smart person, Ooh. all the smart people Ooh. listening. Tom Pelfrey to come on. <gasps> Tom Pelfrey, slide into my DMs. <laughs> Bring Merritt Weaver. But no, seriously, like those, that's why I would be a horrible defense attorney because I don't think that way. And see, so I, I was like, to try to think that way. Me too, but I'm not smart. Like I just don't, my brain doesn't, I think I, I don't know. I just, my brain doesn't work that way. You know, so, I always secretly want to go to law school. Right. I know. And I'm know. obsessed with trying to think about ways around arguments. I know, but mm-hmm. I, that's just, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess if I was really a lawyer, I probably would have come you up would with get that, there. Mm-hmm. but I didn't in this. But HHD, in this, I feel like he's just pulling he this off did, the top of And I head. was like, Ooh, that's when I was like, yeah, that was hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have that one written down? Your I, list do, of I mean, moments? I only took three notes. No, <laughs> I didn't, but I just okay. remembered it. What I'm not liking, and this is a personal thing. Okay. okay. Is I can't stand like zombie drugged out characters it Mm -hmm. drives me nuts and candy being all zombie like like this drives me insane i know so i agree what but although i don't even feel like she's playing drugged out very well like she's when he's it's annoying but even when hhd is saying like oh you better get it together i don't like because he's pissed off that she's zoned out i didn't even notice that she was zoned out Mm. like i don't feel like she's playing zoned out very well she just okay. looks like herself. That's why I was like, so I get what you're saying. You hate zoned out characters, but I don't yeah. even feel like she's playing a very good one. I hate like altered it's state just, characters. Yeah, it it's just weird. The thing that I hated in this episode the most is just how they're glossing over these kids. All of oh, these yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. 
Like, mommy, is it hard? Oh my God, hug her. Like, where's Alyssa? These kids are scared. Where exactly? Where's Alyssa? Where's Where's Alyssa? Where's Alyssa in a pool sucking on some peppermints? Peppermints? Like, like, I can't. That, this is, again, Gen X. I I get it. But it's Mm -hmm. just, oh, I hate seeing, I hate seeing a kid crying for help and no one paying attention to it. And that's what I feel like is happening with these kids. And no one's paying any fucking attention because Candy is such a narcissist that she can't even see outside of herself that her own kids are like, We never even see Alan with his baby. Never. Other than in church. He's holding the baby at the funeral, but that's it. I don't know. That part, I would love for someone to do a series on these kids after this murder. Like, Mm. after she's free. Like, I want to see how these kids are raised. I want to see what their life is like. I want to see how they came out of this and what... You just want more HHD. I do, but... (laughs) You just want to see him, like, a custody battle. Yes. Yes. I do. It could take place, like, six months after this. Yes, but I don't yeah. think HHD is involved in anything after this. Oh, I really man. don't. So what? We could make them. But I do think, and I don't know this. I know some things because I have done some research. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I do believe in my brain, and this is just a theory, that Sherry and Candy remained friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, moves. I could see that. I think they do. I could see I just that. think that they do. Mm-hmm. But I really would like to see, like, I want to know more about these people and well, like what happened after this. So then, so the next episode we do is going to be episode seven. It's the finale. The finale. They do give us a little. We watched ahead, so they do give us a little bit, but not much. So not maybe much. we could do some research and fill in some yeah. gaps for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 I'll research HHD. I'll research everyone else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. ADHD. All right, guys. Um, like I said, if you haven't already, get in our Facebook group. We're trying. I mean, we're trying to bring you two episodes a week. We we're, Right now, for some reason, Amanda and I are on this documentary kick. And then Steph and I are finishing up Love and Death. And then next week, Leslie DJ is going to come in and do And Just Like That. Oh, which I'm so thrilled for. So we'll see what happens there. But stay tuned. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Tell us how much you love HHD. Yes. Were you as moved by the she could have fucked a hundred men? Were you as moved by that as we were? (laughs) It's the way he says fuck. Yeah, it, it, there was a little grit there, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening, Steph. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. We'll see you next time. We're going to sing our way out of the up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.